Welcome to Kickstart the Conversation, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, marketing, and business growth. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Well, then you've come to the right place. Here on Kickstart the Conversation, we have real, honest conversations about what it takes to build a successful business in today's world. No fluff, no BS, just real talk about the challenges and opportunities that come with being an entrepreneur and growing your business. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned business owner, we've got something for you. From expert interviews to actionable strategies you can implement immediately, we'll help you get clarity, build momentum, and achieve your goals. So sit back, relax, and get ready to kickstart the conversation with your host, the quiz queen, Catherine O'Leary. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kickstart the Conversation. I am so excited to have the one and the only Allison Kay with us in the house today. Allison is a native of North Carolina, and she is uh, somebody that has a long-standing relationship with health and fitness. Um, she was a competitive swimmer, which I was up back in the day as well, so I understand that, um, as well as bodybuilding through school. Uh, and that is that largely directed her to that health and fitness field. She's been doing that for a number of years uh, with that self-care, wellness, um, and she's gotten into coaching for personal training as well as uh, wellness and and is now kind of branching out into retreats and so on. So I'm, I'm happy to have you here, Allison, and I can't wait to talk more about kind of the the way that you approach customer experiences, because that's that's kind of your zone of genius. So yep. welcome yep. to kickstart the conversation. Thank you so much, Catherine. Excited to be here with you. Perfect. Um, so what um, what is going on right now? Like, uh, tell us a little bit about who you serve and and what you uh, what you do for them. What your zone is genius is. Well, actually, I, when people ask me that, I like to tell them I have two arms of my business. So I built my business in the health and fitness space by coaching individuals privately. I started as a college student. It helped me actually get through school. And so I, I sort of had my own unique approach, if you will. I never told my clients for one that they could they needed to invest in equipment or anything. I always I'm super creative and innovative when it comes to putting something together. Um, and so about 10 years ago, I started feeling the pull to help other business owners create innovative offerings within their business, because that's basically what I've done and how I've built my business. And one of the best ways I think to do that is to add some type of retreat or event type experience. Um, I really feel like since the, the pandemic taught us anything, it's that we need to be with other people. Mm. And I feel like when we're in person in particular, it just changes the dynamic on everything. So to answer your question, I really serve two different groups of people. I'm still always available for people who want to better their health and fitness. That's how I got started. It's where my roots are. But on the other hand, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I always have been. And I feel a big calling more and more now to help other business leaders step into their brilliance and offering client experiences, not just in the health and fitness space, but people in the healthcare space, people in the allied health professions, people in the service-based professions, travel, um, that type of thing. So that's really, I think, where the opportunity is over the next few years. And and I think that, uh, you know, you brought up a really good point that we are still trying to figure out 
really what post COVID looks like. Absolutely. Uh, and, and what, you know, how much of travel is going to come out. And honestly, the economic repercussions are still being felt. So totally. the, the travel industry is still trying to figure out how to recoup some of the losses and the pricing is still kind of wonky. Don't know if it's going to go up or down and, and so on. Um, so, but the, I, I think, and I've seen events are coming back in a big way. Yep. So those yep. in-person events that you used to see, those great big, huge kind of you know, 1,000, 2,000 people going to see, you know, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone or whatever. Um, and the, and, and I think actually what I've seen is a resurgence, if not um, even more so of that retreat space of that more uh, compact, more personalized, more like just a little less yeah. formal, a little more, yeah. you know, intimate. Oh, I completely agree with you. And to your point, if I can just piggyback on one quick thing, I think the big events are coming back, but I do think that one thing you're going to see over the next two or three years in particular is that the big events aren't going anywhere, but what you're going to see is what I call the beautiful hybrid experience of having a small group, but yet not really a small group experience. I'm talking less than 500 people in person with a select program, extremely customized. I think that's really where the real opportunity is when you're talking about events in general. I Um, love that. There are a lot of people that, like I was just interviewing someone on my show this week who said part of her big vision is to have a huge event like a Tony Robbins style event, right? Mm -hmm. And while I don't think that's going anywhere, I think people are looking for different experiences now. People want to feel the energy of being with other people, but they also don't want to be in the room with 20,000 other people there. I think there are always going to be people that want to do that, but I really think the opportunity now is in the smaller events. I like that because I don't think I, hmm, I'm just trying to think there are very few events that are that medium space, quote unquote, exactly. like the, the, not the 10 or 12 yeah. or 15 people yeah, mastermind. Because the tricky thought is, is that A, it won't work and B, you can't make any money doing it, which, you know, is just a load of BS, pardon my French, but it is because I feel like it's all about how you set it up. Yes. Obviously the coach in me says, what's the outcome you want, right? That always has to be considered, but you have to be able to think differently about it and get creative, get innovative. What is going to give you that edge and offering an experience like that that's different from what everybody else is doing? That's what people want, I think. I, I I completely agree. I completely agree because I do think that people want to get out and and yep. you know get into the events. I don't think that they necessarily want to be in a stadium. Mm-hmm. Some do, you know. Yeah, like, heavy, there'll obviously. always be a Otherwise. place for that, right? There'll always be a place for that. And, and even the people that do want to do those big stadium events, I think that there's still a need to have a little bit of a closer knit, yes. you know, that, that 200 to 500 people yes. where you can be breaking out into networking groups. You can have, you know, more intimate ex- excursions and events. So one of the things that I've seen, Allison, coming up and I've been, you know, being in, invited to uh, a lot of are... Um, this idea of cruises. So people are are getting two to 300 people, maybe even less than that. But, you know, like I know the the one cruise that I'm on in January, the marketers cruise has probably about 400 people that okay. uh, actually attend. Um, and, and is that the kind of 
I mean, that's that's a closed environment, obviously. It's a boat. Yeah, right. uh, mm-hmm. As well as, you know, the ability to have excursions. But it's not it's not a thousand people. It's not, right. not 5,000 right, right. people. So right. um, I'm seeing more and more of those, like the there's, you know, podcasters crews or authors crews or speakers yeah. crews. And you're going to see more of that, I think. Yeah. I think that's really where the opportunity is. If you're designing experiences, I think the intimate experiences are definitely a huge opportunity. Because I think there's a tricky thought that unless it's to a fantastic place or, you know, fabulous tropical location or something, look, a retreat isn't a getaway or a vacation. It's a, you, a retreats are about change. And I think when we talk about, regardless of what size your event is, that should be front and center in what you talk about. It shouldn't be, hey, let's go out of town and have a good time. And then when we get back, let's hope that our world is different, right? So, but to your point about the 400 people, I've done, I've been to two events this year. One was 350 and one this past weekend that I went to in Northern Virginia was 200 people. Fantastic event. You felt like you were more than a number. You got time with the speakers. You got time to bond with other people. It was the perfect thing for someone that wants something just a little bit bigger. And I think we have to think about that. I love that. And so what's what are some of the maybe the mindset traps or the limiting beliefs that people need to consider getting over to think, oh, I can't have it. You know, I, I, I you mean, you if know. you want to do one in your business, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest limiting thought that I hear and that I talk to about people is I'm afraid nobody's going to come, which is 100% mindset because if you're afraid that people are, are not going to come, then you're either not in belief about what you do and how you can deliver a result. And B, there's that thought that everything has to be just right. And it doesn't. That's the beauty of doing an experience like that is, is that you can be different. You know, you don't have to follow the Tony Robbins template or somebody else who, when people think of large events, that's what people think about. Mm-hmm. You can do it any way you want. You can do it your way. Okay. So we got, we got, you know, being afraid no one will come up. Is there anything else that, that kind of stops people from thinking of, of a retreat, even if it's a smaller retreat? It costs too much money and I won't be able to see a good profit from it. Okay. Which the, the tricky thought around that is, is that they either have, they haven't thought it through enough or they don't have a template plan that they can simply rinse and repeat when it comes to doing a schedule. It's not math. It's not magic. It's very logical and it's not emotional. And the problem when we talk about making a profit, making a certain amount of money, can I cover all my expenses? It's, it's because we've got tricky thoughts attached to that. And when we change what we think about that and how we create it, then we come up with a different strategy to create it. And that's one of the things that I do is, is that I have a, five-step process that I always use in my own retreats and events that I now teach other business owners how to do, because right. that's where I find is one of the biggest pitfalls. Is is in the, in the creation of like the innovation? It's designing it and pricing it so that, yeah, you know, pricing, you end up yeah. at the end of the day having, making a reasonable amount on it. It's, it's, I, I have talked to so many people this year who have said, well, I'm not going to make any money doing that which leads me to believe that they've just had a bad experience doing it, or maybe they just threw something together and just hope that it would work out, which honestly, if you're trying something new in your business, everybody's done that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think there's a certain learning process that goes with that. But, but I think at the end of the day, you have to face facts and say, okay, what's possible here? What's the outcome I want? 
How much do I want to make and go from there? You have to begin with the end in mind, right? Always. And then I, everyone who has ever listened to me ever knows that I start with the end in mind, yeah. right? Um, yeah. you, you have to know where you're leading them before you can yeah. start taking them on the journey. Um, yeah. And and I love this because this is, you know, this, I do believe that there is something next for yes. people to understand how you work in your business. So, you know, the webinars and the summits and the gift giveaways, those are still great tools, totally. but they're getting a little oversaturated. Let's yep. face it. You know, they yep. are, they are getting, um, you know, a little tired and there, I, I just feel like as we come out of COVID, there's also a change in the way that people want to be talked to or spoken mm-hmm. to about, about, you know, they want to be, it's customized. It's mm-hmm. personalized. Exactly. It's yeah. I'm not a number. I'm not one of two twenty thousand 20,000 people that were in the room. I'm, I got to talk to the event host and I got to, you know, network with people and I've got my calendar full, uh, you yeah. know, of, of potential clients because this, this was so good. And, and I think people are actually looking for that. And I think that that's where this, you know, these experiences, whether you call it a retreat or a mastermind or, you know, but, you know, a way to maybe take your high level course or your high level program and put it into it or add or put it into an experience, I think is, is something that everyone, you know, who is trying to be innovative and creative and get into this you know, um, less of a push energy, less of a sales energy and more yes. of a less yes. uh, a relationship energy. Is that fair? Absolutely. No, I think you're totally right. And I think too, let me just piggyback on that with one additional thought. And that is the, the pushing energy that you talk about is what I call the hustle energy. It's the energy that I need to get a certain number of people to sign up rather than, wow, I've got this amazing opportunity for four people to join me. It's like, it's a completely different way to present it. Right. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that people want to feel invited to. That's the other thing is that we're not selling them. We're inviting them to join us. Right. And I think that that's a really big difference, really big difference. I agree. You can, you can invite 200 people to come join you. Totally. Totally. You can invite 500 if you want. Absolutely. Or you can invite four or five people if that's what you're thinking. Right. Right. And there is, yeah. I mean, the, so for service providers in particular who are used to very low overhead, very low, um, you, you know, ways to put events together in the sense of being virtual and, and it's a Zoom account or, right, you know, right. th- there's not a lot of cost of goods. So totally. don't be afraid of that, though. I think yeah. I think that there's there is a way to approach things so that you are not out of pocket. And I think that's, yes. I mean, that might be what people are a little afraid of is my gosh, I'm going to have to, you know, put this money down and I'm not going to get it back. And what if I don't sell? And that just sounds like a big thing. Well, it's a big yeah. thing. Cause you made it a big thing. It exactly. doesn't have to be a big thing. Well, there sir. are always innovative and creative yep. ways to. Well, to- I mean, let's be honest, we're entrepreneurs and we're business owners. We can go make money tomorrow. So you know, if, if something doesn't sell, it's not, it's not you. There's just, it's an opportunity to look at what isn't working and to change it. Right. Yeah. And the only way that we know that is to talk to people and ask questions. It's one of the things that I tell my entrepreneurs all the time. I said, the best way to find out what people want is to talk to them and ask them. Exactly. So really getting into, as I, as I constantly talk about here, the 3 a.m. question. What is the 3 a.m. question that your clients are waking up trying to figure out? 
-hmm. and that might be, you know, how do I attract more clients to my business? Or yeah. it might be, you know, how do I get fitter or how do I eat better? Or it might be, how do I, you know, how do I make my, my high-end program or, or one of my programs doesn't yeah. like whatever the program is more customized, more personalized. Yes. How do I get in touch? How do I build those relationships? And how, how can I create an amazing experience that will just sell itself? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all about the energy that you're putting into it and what's behind it. If you approach it to your point from the, okay, I've only got five spots available. You, you, you got to get in on it now kind of thing versus, Hey, have you thought about what this might look like for you? Come and join me. Let's find out kind of thing. Right. Oh, it's I completely different. You know, it is. And, and that just gave me goosebumps. It is. It's completely yeah. different. And, yeah. and it's, and it's something that, you know, when you say, oh, I've only got five spots, I immediately turn off. Like my brain yeah. just immediately turns yeah, off. Like you're expecting the sales line that if you don't join me now, these spots might get gone. And look, as a business owner, to some degree, you have to create that urgency. Absolutely. But the, I think the, the big opportunity is how do you do it? And can you do it in a way that feels authentic to you and really speaks to your ideal person? So it's urgency without salesy. Exactly. Or hustly. <laughs> or hustly. Yeah. We're just making words up now, folks. It's it's just the way. Yeah. Well, you um, know, I just, I'll, I'll just throw this example in there. I mean, look, I built my, built my business in the health and fitness industry. And, you know, I got started working in a big gym, talking to people. Mm -hmm. And when people think about buying a gym membership, what do they think about? They think about a used car salesman approach. The deal is only good for today. If you sign up today, you can save this much money. If you walk out the door, the deal's over with. Well, you know what? Talk to the hand. I don't think so. That's not going to work, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what people think about. So I think what we have to think about as business owners is, look, we need to be able to communicate with people in a real way, but we can do it without selling our soul, you know? And I, and I think that that's the shift that's happening is that it's more about communicating and building relationships and less about, you know, the, 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 um, you know, as seen on TV, yeah. um, kind of infomercial yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. Right. So I mean, I, that's not going anywhere. That's like what a colleague of mine calls the bro marketing, right? That's not going to yeah. go anywhere. Right. Yeah. If anything, yeah. we're probably going to see more of that just because the virtual space is getting so much bigger. Yeah. But, but I feel like if you're a real if you really want to make yourself stand out and be different, no matter what your business is, okay, no matter what you do, and look, there's plenty of room for all of us in here, right? Is that, you know, we have to be willing to say, how can I make this so unbelievably amazing for my people that, you know, what does that look like? And we start asking questions there, you know, the, the way to the way to make more sales in your business is to help more people, is to solve more people's problems and do it with the mindset that, look, I don't care if you sign up or not, but yeah. here's what I'm going to help you with, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. we have to have that mindset too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, because we're not, we're not for everyone. Like I'm not for everyone, yeah. right? No, so neither am I. Fine. Because yeah. I mean, you know, attract the best, release the rest. There's somebody else's yeah. best. Oh, right? I like that's, that. That's fantastic. I love it. Right. I like that. 
Yeah. Um, so, so on the second part of the interview, um, Allison, what I like to do is kind of brainstorm a little bit about a quiz that might work for, for your business or for businesses, um, that your clients have. And it's, it's just a, like a fun kind of way to, to brainstorm and, and kind of come up with, um, with a framework. And what I'm hearing is that there might be a framework around what's stopping you from creating your own you know, retreat or your own customer experience. So what, what yeah. is, you know, for your, for your clients that are looking to switch it up, to get a little bit more of a relationship focus, to be a little bit more experience focused, you know, maybe um, the 3am question for them is, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this without losing my shirt. Uh, I, you know, this sounds like a lot of work, you know, yes. like I, I just, I can't, I can't co- quite get by the, you know, the hard costs, if you will. Yeah. And, and, yeah, so, and I think, I think both of those things are factors. I think yes. it's to your point, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my shirt. Right. But I also want to create something that works, you know? So right. the, the, I think that thought that I don't know if I can do this is always there. And that, that's actually kind of goes across a lot of different things. Um, totally. So you could, there, there's two ways that you could do a quiz for, for something like this. Um, there is kind of the, like the hurdle, the, the hurdle that people have to get over. So what's stopping you from creating your, you know, ultimate customer experience retreat, right? So what, uh-huh. what, you know, what's the hurdle? What's one thing stopping you? So when they wake up in the morning, they think oh, like, I, I wish I could, I just don't know how, well, what's stopping uh-huh. you? What, what is it? What can we uh-huh. identify as stopping you? And, and then how do we help you overcome that? So maybe some of the outcomes that you have are things like cost or like, like, how do I, how do I cost this? Um, or how do I price this, um, Mm -hmm. to include the cost and include profit? So there's pricing, uh, is a hurdle. Maybe there's mindset around, you know, people coming to the event. Um, and you know, how do you get over that? Um, imposter syndrome or that nobody will want to join me mindset. And then how do I make this experience stand out from others? Right. Mm-hmm. So those, those might be like, I'm not sure how to, how to price it. I'm not sure how to make sure people are going to come. Well, I to think it. There's also a question, where do I begin? Cause it can be, it's very yeah. overwhelming. Absolutely. When you think about an event together and look, it doesn't matter if you've been in business for two years or 20 years, exactly. when you start adding something that's different, it's a whole new ball game for so, sure. Right? right. And so I think a big question is where would I begin? You know, right. how do I begin? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's a, that's a 3am question for sure. I think. Yeah. So what you could do is, is have a quiz that actually has that within the quiz. So you mm-hmm. could have the quiz saying, you know, what's stopping you from, you know, um, exploring or, or putting on your, you know, kick-ass, yep. you know, ultimate yep. Uh, yep. experience. And mm-hmm. then in the quiz questions, you can say, okay, which of the following is, is you know, are you kind of challenged with most at this time? You know, mm-hmm. getting started, filling the event, pricing the event, or making the event really stand out. Mm-hmm. And, and be creative. And those are the four outcomes that you can use that then if they say, I don't know where to start, you send them to a, a results page saying, okay, you know what? You, you're not sure where to start. Here's the checklist, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what you do to start. If you want more help, let's get on a call. 
right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the people that are worried about pricing it, maybe they get, um, you know, some, some key tips and tricks around pricing and then they get Mm -hmm. invited to the call. And then the people that are thinking about like, how do I make this innovative, creative and stand out? They get separate, you know, okay, here's your tips and tricks and everyone gets invited to the call. That doesn't mean that everyone doesn't need all four of those. They do. But right. what the what you're doing is you're meeting them where they're at, right? Yeah. So my biggest yeah. challenge right now is even getting started. Great, let's help you do that, right? Yeah. The flip side of doing a hurdle, like doing a what's stopping you, is a is it like more like a type question or questionnaire saying, you know, what does <clears throat> what's your customer experience retreat type, or mm-hmm. you know something along the lines of you know like what's your retreat superpower or like where you can say, oh, you want to have a a really small, inclusive, you know, maybe two to 10 people like in a house in the mountains um, kind of retreat, or you are really looking to based on, you know, the questions in the quiz can be, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to teach? How many people do you want? Things like that. And then you could have, you know, small, medium and large kind of quote unquote retreats or, um, you know, intimate, you know, kind of medium versus, um, higher level. So those are just some ideas for you Mm -hmm. to, to think through. So two ways to do it. You can do it as a type, um, and they can find their perfect retreat type, Mm -hmm. or they can find out the one hurdle that's stopping them and and get help with that hurdle. All of them, however, lead to you and Mm -hmm. either a call or a webinar or a masterclass or, or something along those lines. So yeah, so. okay. I think the big the big thing that I hear the most from the people that I speak with is it's it's how do you the hurdle to get them started doing it. Mm-hmm. I think once they get over that and they start really thinking about it, then I think it it can bleed into that the other area that you were talking about about the type of retreat, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, I think by and large, when I talk to people, it's I j- I don't know where to begin. Right. Or, how do I begin to go about planning? You know, it's that introductory step, right? So maybe, maybe the quiz is what's your first step to your ultimate yeah. retreat? And yeah, then- or what, or what would, what is mean to your point? What's your number one concern, right? Yeah. About beginning, you know, to do one. And then where do you think you need to start kind of thing? And then going from there, because what people tell you, I don't know where to go. I don't yep. know how to price it. I don't know how many people. Yep. It's like each of those are comp- are different pieces. Yep. yep. Of the same of the, pro- of the same question. Right. 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 So so it's really what's stopping you from starting. Yeah, that, that's that really what quiz. I hear. That's really what I hear from a, a lot of people that I talk with. Right. So I what's stopping you from creating yeah. the ultimate customer experience retreat? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you can ask them a few questions around okay, well, tell me about your business. Tell me what you, what you're trying to do with a retreat. Um, have you done one before or not? Like there are some questions that you probably ask, you know, people to get started with. Um, and then, you know, through that and through those questions, you can say, oh, you know what you're really hung up on, or your number one, the number one thing stopping you from what you've said is really understanding the pricing, or Mm -hmm. it's really understanding how to, you know, pick the size of the, yeah. the retreat or it's really understanding how to pick a location. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's that tactical. Yeah. Yeah. I really think the tactical questions are secondary to, I don't know where to begin and yep. I don't know how to process it. I think those are the, the big ones for yeah. people. Yeah. 
yeah pricing um filling filling the retreat pricing yeah, the retreat and you know being innovative and different yeah because people just i think people just get hesitant and kind of cringe when they think about selling something i think people don't want to come across as that buy today or else kind of mentality which honestly is what you see a lot online and that's yeah 100 percent. and that's what you could have actually if if somebody says you know i'm i'm afraid nobody will come or like you know they're they're kind of their hurdle is filling the retreat you can talk about well it you know it's not a sales it's an invitation right like that yeah. those are, those are the yeah. types of things you can talk about within that you know okay mm-hmm. let's talk about filling the retreat and then for somebody else yeah. they, they get okay let's talk about pricing your retreat and then for somebody else mm-hmm. it's like okay let's talk about the format of your retreat and the yeah. innovation and so you know filling pricing and format might be the outcomes and the quiz question yeah. is what's stopping you from creating your killer retreat yeah, yeah. there no, you that go sounds good done <laughs> yeah brilliant <laughs> all right allison thank you so much for joining us we've gone a little over here i appreciate your time um and for everyone listening um please check the show notes if you are looking to think about a retreat or looking to add a retreat um or want to figure out your next retreat uh there is a checklist there that you're going to want to ch- um to check out and and do download uh, so no pun intended right <laughs> yeah no pun intended so um check the show notes for that allison thank you so much where can people find more information at, uh about you they can go to my website just just head over to my website directly www.theallisonk.com you okay. can connect with me directly there Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. And to everyone else, thank you for hanging out with us. And I look forward to kickstarting the conversation with you again next week. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today's episode of Kickstart the Conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending your time with us. We hope you found our discussion about leads, lists, and leveraging relationships helpful. As we've learned, asking well-designed questions is the key to kickstarting conversations with your ideal clients, building authentic relationships, and ultimately driving more sales. So get out there and start asking those intentional questions. Your ideal clients are waiting for you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. While you're at it, leave a rating and review and be sure to share it with your friends. We have lots of great conversations coming up every week that you won't want to miss. Until next time, keep asking great questions and kickstarting those conversations.